0: Hey there friends, welcome back to Off The Rails Podcast, brought to you by me, Jason Santiago. You can find this podcast on iTunes when looking up Off The Rails Podcast. You can also find it whenever I throw it up on Twitter as well as Reddit. You can also find me on SoundCloud if you look up Off The Rails Podcast, or my username JasonNCSU. So I appreciate you listening once again and we've had another fun week of NASL soccer definitely want to get a chance to go over the action from this past week as well as kind of looking at who the stronger teams have been over the past couple weeks, because there's bef- definitely been some surprise teams that are sneaking up and storming up the NASL table, as well as a few surprise teams that are kind of failing right now. And the biggest surprise of them all, I'm really get i really excited to get a chance to take a look at. Nothing about the Relox, unfortunately, um, but there was one shocker from this past weekend that uh, I'm sure is a big monkey off this particular team's back. So overall, the outline for today, we're going to take a look at the past week's games, as well as overall the past three weeks, just where the table is at right now for the NASL season, any major news uh, stories to mention, there's a couple small things to to go over. And finally, I have a guest. Yes, I have a guest that was able to join me for a short interview. Uh, It was Matt Whitehead with a new, I'm not going to say supporter group, but a new band of supporters that has been joining the Relhawks to to some games. So I look forward to sharing that interview with you and sharing with everybody um, just what he said about this new group that he's bringing to the Relhawks. So check that out at the end. Okay. So looking back to the past couple weeks, the Relhawks have had a tough go at it. I mean, we really have. We're going over to Canada and going, oh for Canada. Um was not very fun and then we followed it up with a draw on the road against jacksonville so our our little road stint of at ottawa at indy at jacksonville and only getting that 2-2 draw at jacksonville pretty disappointing unfortunately um and then we were able to come home we were finally able to come home in front of some long-awaiting fans after a couple weeks now and we were playing puerto rico obviously the last place teams because they're the expansion team they've only played half a season so far but Puerto Rico, they've been doing okay, holding their own or so. You we were really, really hoping that we were going to pull out a strong result. Unfortunately, not the case. Two-two draw. Now we were without Austin lose who was suffering—not suffering, but uh, serving a red card suspension that he picked up in the Jacksonville match. More more than anything else, for just talking way too much trash. On unfortunately, uh, was able to lose his cool a little bit with that. But this past week against Puerto Rico, let's talk some observations there. Very fun game. So I, uh, I did have a chance to go over to the game with a couple of uh, good friends, a couple of college buddies, actually three of them, and uh, enjoyed the tailgating and the overall game festivities. Uh, two of my three friends that I had brought, it was their first game of the fall season. They hadn't gone to a game since the, uh, since the spring. So they definitely enjoyed enjoyed themselves, but I know they're kind of newbies at, at soccer overall because they were kind of uh, confused uh, why the game was ending um, when the uh, when the time was up and it was still 2-2. two, two, two they were like, was it overtime or how? This is why we hate soccer, and they were just giving me the the business about it. I mean, they're big NFL guys. They were mostly really mostly going to the game to one to appease me and two they were just wanting to uh, you know have a little fun tailgating. Um, and hanging out with uh, with some friends, um, but yeah, they I know they enjoyed themselves. At the end of the day, um, my other buddy that who's been who went with me has been to plenty of games, and he definitely had a lot of great things to say about uh, some of our players, like uh, Matty Watson, uh, really saying that you know he thinks he's probably the best guy on the, on the team right now. Very impressed by the goals we were able to score, uh, both of them, both by Bravo and Fondi, who they have been on fire. So I'm really excited to see the past two games now, uh, both Jacksonville and Puerto Rico matches. Our two big men up front, both Fondi and Bravo, have found in the back of the net. We're really, really going to be banking on those guys being big for us for the rest of the year. We just need to start finding goals from other point, from other, from other positions, to either one, not have to go through another you know one-one or two-two draw kind of uh, business, uh, but potentially have that three, maybe four-goal game to really shore up a victory our defense is finding just enough opportunities to make mistakes uh sadly enough to let in a that goal or two we, we have not had a clean sheet in oh my gosh who knows how long uh, we, i would really really hope that we can get back to uh the winning ways i mean the past four weeks now p- only picking up two points we're getting left in the dust in a number of ways so uh, before i jump over to the table and start talking about that again back to the game against puerto rico we went up uh, fairly early uh up up 1 nothing off of a Bravo goal. Kind of a ping pong in the ball around. We did really good job keeping the ball in play. Um, it was a, uh, a, pos- a possession that um, it was almost a, uh, almost went out a couple times on the end line. And we were able to keep it in play, find Bravo, and Bravo was able to put it home pretty cool, common, collectively. Uh, very excited to see that go in. But unfortunately, a couple of silly errors. I mean, the first goal by Puerto Rico. In order to equalize, it was uh, pretty well played. But it's that second goal that was quite frustrating. They kind of set that one up. Um, we had, uh, I guess Puerto Rico was going on a, a light counter, so nothing that they were being too aggressive with. And Connor Tobin had bumped a guy, really nothing too hard. I was absolutely shocked that it was even called a foul. I mean, so so much so that I was, I even left a stance to go um, use the bathroom just real quick. Um, and as I was leaving, because, you know, I didn't really think that there was any threatening position, um, as I was walking down the uh, the stairs, I hear an eruption, and uh, Puerto Rico had scored. him. what the hell? And then I, I asked one of my buddies. They said, "Yeah." After that Conor Tobin foul, and they they reset. They found a guy up top and just sneaked snuck one in. So kind of a lucky goal that they just were able to find us unfocused. I feel like the same thing happened when we when we had to play Jackson, um, not Jacksonville um, Miami um, a couple of weeks ago, or I guess the last home game that they just caught us uh, sleeping. So, the stupid little mental errors, and uh, we're going down 2 1. Did not want to see us lose a home match. I mean, my gosh. I really, really miss the, uh, the old days of Wake Med when teams had no chance. Well, even if they thought they had a chance, our Railhawks were always figuring out ways to send us home with some sort of point, whether it's a draw, but usually wins. Um, and Wake Med was really a safe spot for our Railhawks not the not the case the past couple of years it's been frustrating and sad uh, but anyways we're able to pull out a miracle in the last 10 minutes of the match a beautiful beautiful find uh was able to find um or a cross was able to find fondy's uh, head and he was able to uh i guess guide guide uh, uh, the cross into the goal uh Fondy, i mean it was uh it was a really really beautiful touch I mean, the goal it happened right in front of the supporters so we could not have been more excited to see this equalizer in the last 10 minutes and even though for our, at, at, i mean going into the match if you said we we're going to drop puerto rico i would have been disappointed but i mean anytime that you are able to equalize late it's going to feel very exciting not totally feel like a win but still feel like a some sort of at least a moral victory uh moral victories are allowed in sports um but at, anyways, in my opinion, some of the best players of the match. I think Fani played his butt off. Uh, definitely had a lot of very good opportunities uh, to score. Uh, Matt Watson, he definitely did a great job uh, controlling uh, the middle of the field. Um, honestly, I think those two guys were the most outstanding players. Uh, Shipilani and Nalzal Badawi had definitely had a couple of good runs here or there. Um, but overall, we're better than this. We've seen our team play much better than this. I'm just frustrated by always seeming like we're playing down to competition. I mean, we just went through a stretch between Ottawa, Jacksonville, and Puerto Rico. Obviously, Edmonton, they're doing a great job right now, and I'll get to the table and mention how great they're doing. But three out of four teams are bottom of the table teams, and we could only muster two points. I mean, what does that say once we start getting into some tougher competition over the next few weeks? It makes me kind of nervous about that. But. That's how we're faring right now. Uh, we've been playing a couple of new guys, uh, some new guys in, in defense as well, and I think they've been doing pretty well. I just, uh, it's just enough mental errors that is leaving us vulnerable. It was nice seeing Connor Tobin finally back after about a month plus off. Um, I believe he had what a surgery uh, near his eye for um, having, I think it was, I think it was some sort of bone near his eye socket that he got broken or maybe fractured somehow. But he was out there with the mask, uh, excited to see him back in the field. He played fairly well. Uh, just, just need to see him get comfortable uh, wearing the, mat, the wearing his mask in order to protect his eye. Okay, so what I want to go through next is just kind of run through how teams have been faring over the last three weeks. I want to start in order of who's been doing the best to the worst. So the best the past three weeks, fc edmonton has been killing it they're undefeated with four wins having beaten new york at home our Hawks at home puerto rico on the road and minnesota at home so a great run for them and their winning margin every single game was only by one goal i mean damn fc edmonton i mean they're they're killing it right now with results Doing what they need to to get a win, but it's not been pretty. I mean, every single game that FC Edmonton's winning is just by one goal margin. But hey, the past four games, they've picked up 12 points. Good enough to put them in second place, not only in the fall, but also in the overall combined standing. So holy cow, keep an eye on them for the rest of the season. I'm I'm glad that we're done playing them on the road so we don't have to deal with that again. Uh, Yes, it was a loss, but uh, hopefully we can try to get them on the return leg back in Carolina. All right, so the second best team of the past couple weeks has been Indy 11. Now, Indy 11, they, what, about a month ago or so, finally suffered their first loss period. Uh, But over the past four games, they've picked up three more wins and one loss. That one loss was actually at Miami, surprisingly enough. Uh, But that's actually a Miami team that's starting to turn itself around a little bit. Uh, I'll get to them uh, shortly. But Indy's wins, they were able to win 5-2 versus Jacksonville at home. They did win uh, versus Ottawa, 1-0, and recently won 2-1 versus OKC. So outside of that dominant win against Jacksonville, another team similar to FC Edmonton just getting it done. You know, that one goal margin win, just playing discipline, playing clutch, and doing what they need to do. And indeed right now is sitting first place in both the overall and combined standings. All right, the next best team is... That it's been playing recently has been New York Cosmos and they are your third place team on the table right now so uh, again seems to have pretty good correlations here uh, but New York they've actually picked up two wins those wins three nothing against Puerto Rico three two against Tampa uh, they had one draw which was one one at home versus OKC but they did have one loss and that was on the road versus Edmonton okay now we have a tie we have a three-way tie uh, three teams that's um i guess you could say tied for fourth over specifically the specifically the last three weeks being fort lauderdale picking up six points of the last three weeks miami picking up six points of the last three weeks and ottawa picking up six points of the last three weeks any pattern here i'm noticing we're teams that we've actually been playing recently huh yeah so anyways um ottawa they have had picked up uh let's see two wins and two losses they beat carolina they beat tampa they did lose to Indy. They did lose to Jacksonville. Uh, what was the other team that I mentioned? Miami. Miami, they picked up a win versus Indy, a win versus Minnesota, and a loss to Fort Lauderdale. And last I mentioned, Fort Lauderdale, they picked up a win versus Jacksonville, a win versus. Um, hold on one second. Yeah, win versus Miami, and a loss versus Tampa. Um, yeah, they've only had three matches. So trailing behind them as the seventh best team over the last three weeks or so, or three matches, I'm really well. No, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Because some teams have played three matches, some played some teams have played four over the last three. Um, but that seventh best team over the last three weeks has been OKC, picking up five points. They had one win against Tampa, a draw against Minnesota, a draw against New York, and a loss versus Indy. Behind them is eighth best team of the last couple weeks with four points was Jacksonville. Picking up two losses, a draw, and a win. Yes, that win. That win. That win on the road. That win on the road versus Ottawa. So Jacksonville finally, after... I'm losing count here. Probably close to 20 matches or so. Maybe more than that. um, Jacksonville finally, for the first time ever in franchise history, it almost took two full seasons, but they finally picked up their very first road win it took a trip to canada versus ottawa two to one so nothing pretty there um but they were able to finally get that monkey off their back good job jacksonville yeah that was the big surprise um from the past weekend so i know i have a couple of uh jacksonville buddies that are have to be ecstatic by that um yeah good for their franchise and let's see outside of that after eighth so the ninth best team tampa bay only picking up three points here they had one win and three losses they beat fort lauderdale but have losses to Rio, OKC, Ottawa, and New York. All right, now we have a big cluster, you know what, of 10th place or 10th best teams, a three-way tie, which essentially is another way of saying your three worst teams because there's only 12 teams in the league and you have a three-way tie for 10th. Yes, it's your three worst teams. Each of them picking up only two points. Puerto Rico, who we effing tied. Minnesota, who has been a big surprise since they were really holding their own, on the, the table for a good spell of the season. Um, but Minnesota, having picked up two draws and two losses over the past uh, four matches that they've had, wow, did not see that coming. And then your Carolina Redhawks. Yes, that loss to Ottawa, loss to Edmonton. Uh, draw versus Jacksonville, draw versus Puerto Rico. So, yeah, we were literally have been one of the worst teams over the past three weeks. Yet, I mean, you feel like, you feel like we have an ability and some sort of some degree of talent to dig ourselves out of that kind of basement. So after that kind of spell, what span over the last three weeks and how teams have been faring? Where does that put everybody? As far as the fall table goes, I mean we're pretty much screwed at this point. We're ten points behind uh, first place, which again in the fall it only matters it's first place or bust uh, in the fall standings because again only the first place team. Is an automatic qualifier for the playoffs. Uh, so, based off the teams that are up there for the fall, I mean, Indy, uh, Edmonton, New York, it's pretty much going to be a three team race for that. Rayo is kind of still in the mix, but that's it. No one's even really close in the fall standings. But then there's the combined standings, and there's still plenty of teams that have an opportunity in the overall combined standings, obviously some more than others, but where does that fall right now? Well, Indy right now is in first place with 37 points. Uh, They're averaging almost two full points a game after 19 played. You have FC Edmonton, who they are exactly averaging two points a game, which they played one less game than Indy. They're standing at 36 points. And in third place, you have the Cosmos at 30, uh, 35 points. Um, you have the Cosmos. Um, and then there's a pretty good gap after the Cosmos. And again, the top four teams make the playoffs. So there is a chance for a good number of teams. Even the top three is kind of unrealistic, unfortunately, at this point. Getting that fourth spot is anyone's game. So in the fourth place right now is Minnesota United with 27 points. Right behind them, you have OKC with 25 points, followed by Tampa with 24 points, and our Redhawks with 23 points. And then right on our heels is uh, Fort Lauderdale Strikers with 22, and then a little bit more of a gap. And these are the really the cellar dwellers: Ottawa who has 18, Miami who has 18, Jacksonville who has 15, Puerto Rico that has seven. Now, unfortunately, what four out of the past five games we've played, four of those games have been. From the bottom four teams so it's only going to get harder for us right now uh, so we really need to find ourselves to keep up with these teams that are really fighting more contention hopefully that love of competition will bring out the best of us uh, hopefully so that's where we're standing right right now kind of in the mix with things only four points behind a playoff spot uh, we do have a game in hand versus most of the table um, but looking at the next week or so there's a couple teams that have two games uh, well, what, four teams that'll be playing on Wednesday. All and everyone, almost everyone's going to be in action. Oh, no, wait, yeah, everyone, everyone's going to be in action on Saturday. So these are the f- matches to look forward to this coming up weekend. So on well, well, starting tomorrow Wednesday, and then the weekend. So tomorrow Wednesday, we have Jacksonville hosting Fort Lauderdale. Honestly, uh, both teams are behind us on the table. Though Fort Lauderdale is right on our heels, I guess we'd be better if Jacksonville. Um, is able to pick up the win but any team behind us I mean I want our Red Hawks to pick up W's so if they're behind us screw them let them be behind us I don't care what they do I, w- I want W's so whoever's behind us shouldn't matter but in that uh, what worst case worst case that we that we lose and the consolation if we draw it would be helpful if Jacksonville was able to beat Fort Lauderdale for our sakes at least um, the next matchup after that is kind of a lose-lose situation for us Minnesota and Tampa Bay uh, two teams that are right ahead of us looking for that fourth spot. Well, Minnesota being in that in that fourth spot. Unfortunately, if Minnesota wins here or picks up any sort of points, it's only going to make that bar go up as far as trying to get that playoff spot. If Tampa Bay beats Minnesota, then both Tampa and Minnesota will be tied at 27 points. So, I mean, that the bar is not going to go up, which that's really what you're looking at more than anything else. At worst-case draw, but I guess it would be a little bit more better um, if Tampa Bay was uh, able to win here. Again, it's just going to keep Tampa ahead of us, so it keeps another team in front of us that we're trying to jump, but at least it doesn't increase the bar for uh, the number of points required for fourth place. So over through the weekend now. So Jacksonville back in action. They were going to play Minnesota. I just got done talking about Minnesota, how we're trying to catch them. Uh, Any sort of points Minnesota is accumulating is only going to make that fourth place spot that much tougher to chase down. Um, So, I mean, right now, Jacksonville. Yeah, let's go Jacksonville. Um, After them, there's a matchup, uh, Fort Lauderdale and Ottawa, another game that, what, two teams that are below us with Fort Lauderdale on our heels. Let's go Ottawa. All right, then we have our Carolina Redhawks going to be hosting Indy 11. Obviously, we want Carolina to win, but a very tough match. I mean, we're playing the number one team in the league, not only from the fall but the spring but the combined standings. So everywhere you look at it, Indy Indy has been playing as that number one team. Only two losses all year. Can we give them that third? Well, let's find out. So a little side note for our game. It's going to be 7.30 uh, this Saturday, we are going to be having the Beer Olympics over at Oak City, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it sounds like there's going to be some indie fans coming down for the game too, so it'll be interesting to see what this Beer Olympics whole thing is going to be about. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll participate. We'll see. Um, I know I have to work at work earlier that day, so. Uh, I'll just have to eat my uh, my beer weedies, <laughs> that that party or something, whatever whatever it takes to uh, to get me ready and potentially participate in that. But uh, hopefully uh, we'll be able to report on how that ends up going next week. All right. So the other games over the weekend, Puerto Rico is going to be hosting New York. Obviously, we're trying to kind of chase down New York. I guess they are a third place team, so I know it's really tight at the very top. So I I never want to see a New York Cosmos win. So with Puerto Rico at the very bottom and no contention of really doing anything because they're a whole half season behind everybody, it really doesn't matter if Puerto Rico wins. So you know what? Go Puerto Rico. Hey, I'm half Puerto Rican anyway, so let's go Puerto Rico. (laughs) All right. Uh, Then we have Tampa Bay that's going to be hosting Edmonton. Again, I honestly, because Tampa is directly in front of us and Edmonton's more or less a surefire team that's going to be in the playoffs. Screw it. Edmonton, go ahead and do your thing. And Tampa, we need to catch you. We need to jump you. So well, we'll that's one of our chances to uh, keep that gap close. Because uh, again, I did mention that it'd be, um, if Tampa has to tie Minnesota on Wednesday, then a Carolina win would allow us to jump Tampa. If Tampa end up losing, Tampa loses uh, versus Edmonton. And then the last game for the weekend, you have Rayo OKC. Hosting Miami. Again, Rayo, they're also one of the teams that it's just a couple points ahead of us. So, another team we're trying to catch. So, let's go, Miami. All right. So, that pretty much reviews the games coming up. Uh, let's see. What else did I want to talk about? Uh, news wise, yeah, a couple coaches were fired, a couple staffs were fired. If you've been following the uh, Rayo OKC saga, it's been kind of maddening over there. Uh, I believe Miami's going through some changes, and you have Jacksonville going through some changes as far as uh, coaching and uh, administration, but nothing compared to the saga over at Ray OKC. I highly, highly recommend following the Scissor Tail podcast, uh, which is uh, hosted by Will Bauer Sox and Porter Cunningham. Uh, they put together a really nice podcast covering Ray OKC. Follow those guys over there if you're trying to follow the Rayo OKC saga. They've been doing a great job keeping everyone up to date. And follow them on Twitter as well if you follow Tail Podcast. Uh, they've been really passionate about their opinions as far as the uh, Rayo OKC uh, thing is going. So I really don't want to see Rayo fold, but it looks like it's going in a direction that's not good at all right now. It's pretty much losing, having a fire sale of their entire uh, staff. So we'll, we'll, see. we'll see who's left after... Uh, all that uh, all the dust rises from there does it make him vulnerable potentially for other teams to catch him on the field i mean we'll see it's it's tough to tell with that Um, anyways i appreciate everybody listening Uh, next up you're going to hear the interview that i had with matt whitehead so please enjoy um, after a little bit of a break and a special intro song just to introduce matt Uh, yeah here we go
1: Welcome in Matt Whitehead, and he is joining us on Off the Rails podcast. Matt, how are you doing tonight?
2: Very well, and yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm doing great, thanks. I really appreciate you joining us. So Matt has started a pretty decent-sized group that's joining us to our Hawks game. So if you've been hanging out in the supporter section, you might notice a new group of fans, a couple of unfamiliar faces that... After a couple games now, we've absolutely definitely enjoyed their presence, their songs, their spirit, and their pre- and post-games atmosphere that they're creating around the stadium. So I wanted to get a chance to learn more about the leader of this group and how it's come to be, so I invited Matt to join me on my podcast. So, Matt, the first thing I really would like to learn about from your group is who actually started the group, and and why did it start? So it was kind of just a collaboration
2: with uh, me and my friend Eric, we kind of just talked around and we always liked to just talk soccer here and there. And we had a knew we had a couple other friends. So I enjoyed it. And I went to high school with him. And you know, we each went to separate colleges. And over that time, we each met new people that liked soccer and they met other people and they kind of just spread around. And so we found a couple of groups of people and we we're like, hey, you know, let's all get together. Let's Watch some soccer on the weekends. Uh, everybody come to Raleigh. Um, started like a group chat and everything, and we kicked the name slightly less than ten pints around before, and so we just decided to take that name and then come there. So now, kind of the ringleaders of it are myself, uh, my friend Eric Hunt, and uh, another kid I went to college with, Ken Jackson, and we just the, kind of this. Little collaboration of friends that talk about soccer, go watch soccer together, maybe design some t-shirts or everything about it.
1: Yeah. What first got you into soccer originally?
2: Um, I'd say my father. Um, my dad is from England. And ever since I was a kid, that's what I grew up every Saturday, Sunday on the couch, watching the Premier League and played it. I played it all throughout like my childhood and just fell in love with the sport only sport i ever played and just basically the passion grew from there.
1: Now, did your dad kind of um instill a particular club on you that you grew up with or did you kind of take on your own?
2: No, i um he instilled manchester united upon me and his grandfather was the one that instilled it upon him and so i've just grown and followed that club since day one and the passion for that team has remained the same.
1: Yeah, i've been really impressed by just the EPL uh, fandom just uh, whether it's across the country or even in our triangle area now most of your group of friends are most of you guys man U fans or is it pre- a pretty big mix
2: no i'm actually one of the only other ones and there's one other guy the rest of them are either liverpool arsenal we have like an everton supporter two west Ham's, um and there's a couple others and it's kind of a broad spectrum and a reason why we've Brought some people on, or they've always been friends with us. They've always been kind of into Premier League soccer, but now they really wanted to get into it and be more follow or follow it more and more and more. And that's kind of why it's all kind of tied in as well.
1: Yeah, and I mean, just noticing you guys within the stands, you guys are very colorful group in, in many ways. Uh, definitely, also with the all the different jerseys that you guys are sporting. So it's nice to see a collection of different brands for different teams coming together to support a local club. So speaking on your particular group, how have you seen your group grow uh from where you had started to what it is today? So as it's kinda of grown,
2: it's it's just people that started out with just like three of us and then slowly but surely just kinda of recruited the uh like our friends or someone who's lived in Raleigh and you you grew connected to them um or it's just a friend of a friend that ends up wanting to join the group and just uh just want to be a part of it so we slowly but surely kind of just grown a little bit um but kind of kept that core i think there's about just uh there's about 12 of us and just kind of kept that for the time being
1: and you guys brought more than that to this past game right it was i mean it was closer to 20 wasn't it
2: Oh yeah, so that those were just friends of friends. So there's kind of like our core group and then there's um we yeah, we caught the kind of like guests that come along. So yeah, there there was I think there were I think there was 21 of us that came to the game. Um Holy cow. all friends of That's friends awesome. and yeah. And we're, well, the what? the whole kind of core part of it actually wasn't even there. So
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, I mean, that's great that you guys are not only growing the game locally by doing that, but you're helping out the Railhawks substantially. Like, I feel – I mean, I was always a soccer fan as well uh, growing up. I played it just like you said that you did. Um, But the first time I went to a Railhawks game, I mean, shoot, what, 2010, 2011, um, I mean, immediately I was was hooked. So I feel like for most most people that I've even brought to the game – uh, it's almost like the kids' real Hux fever, or just soccer fever in general. Being part of a supporter section. Hopefully, many of your fans had a good impression on their experience. But uh, for you specifically, what's been your impression of the real Hawks game that you've been to so far? Oh, I've
2: absolutely loved it. It's been so much fun. Uh, just over my time here, I've just I've kind of wanted to get into that, and it's just kind. of, I don't know why. It's just it just never kind of stuck and. Um, either as being out of town or during school. You kind of just never really got into it. And then now that we have this group of people that want to go and you go, hey, you know, you get five or six of them to go, it's a lot easier and it's a lot easier to convince yourself. And the times we've been, we've had an absolute blast. It's been so much fun. The energy's been great. Actually, the more people came this time because they just saw what fun we had on Snapchat or in pictures or whatever, just word of mouth, and they just, they wanted to be, they wanted to come and be a part of it and sing along, have a good fun time, and and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, I wish uh, the team results would kind of uh, play thanks to all, all of your efforts there. Uh, of course, it's been kind of a <laughs> rocky uh, fall season so far, but, I mean, just by getting a chance to stick with it, enjoy the atmosphere, it's going to make winning, and winning with new groups of friends, uh feel that much better as well. But looking into the future, outside of hoping for wins and, and more points on the table, what are your vision, like, future visions for the group that you're with? Are you looking to actually start a new supported group or join one of the groups? Or what do you see in the future for you guys?
2: To
1: be honest, that's a, that's a good question.
2: Um, we're always willing to, you know, bring on new people, kind of. I don't know if necessarily we're looking to start like a new supporters group in the triangle. You know, I, I feel like the with like, the oak city supporters and that we've had you know the ones that they're maybe we could just meld into or become just a part and also join in because that's a great group of people right there and we love everybody's out there it's great energy and maybe just kind of become part of it as well maybe have like a little sub-faction but um not trying to like just you know create too many groups per se
1: Sure. Yeah, I know there's a lot of clubs out there that might have, you know, three, four, maybe five different groups. And As far as uh, Railhawks, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed time hanging out with PSF for a long while. Um, absolutely had a, had a blast hanging out with uh, Oak City the past year or so. Uh, so by all means, um, I mean, whether you're looking at joining Oak City, which I guess age-wise, um, I guess more the millennial crew, um, which seem to make a good amount of sense, and wrote, you guys are always welcome. Any, anyone's always welcome to, to hang out with us up, up on the hill out, out there. Um, but yeah, outside of just future visions, and it looks like you have some a cu- couple general plans in the works and getting more fans. Um, as far as the actual players on the team, are you guys starting to acquire any fan favorites amongst your crew? Uh, I know that we have a couple players from all over the over all over the world, and even locally, a couple guys from North Carolina guys. Any fan favorites, whether for your group or you personally?
2: Um, I wouldn't say like like uh because it's like the problem with like us watching it is a lot of us are kind of like outer towners, so you you kind of just have seen some of like the bigger names. So it's because this is kind of all new for us. We're still trying to get into it, figure out which players and you know who we really like because. I guess we really, I wouldn't say we really have a a basis for being able to judge that off of, you know, a couple games uh,
1: just this season. Sure. I know you guys have seen a couple of uh, goals from Fondi and Bravo by now. So, I mean, they've been playing quite well. And uh, earlier you had mentioned that you're from NC State and you have Nazal Abedali who had played there as well. Um, I'm sure there's some connections with Wilmington as well. I just have to recall those, but... Anyways, Matt, it's been great having you on and sharing some background with you and your crew. Now, are you? Do you want to plug yourself on Twitter or you mentioned Instagram? Um, do you want to plug you and your group at all uh, for anyone who wants to follow you guys? We do have an Instagram handle. As of now, it's
2: just slightly less than ten pints and all spelled out. Slightly less than ten pints, and we do not have a Twitter. Uh, we're thinking about creating one, and if anything, it would be the exact same handle. So. But yeah, and
1: in that we just post soccer pictures, post stuff around town, and and so on and so forth. All right. Well, Matt, awesome. Thank you very much for uh, for joining today, and you have a good night. All right. You as well. <laughs>